0: It means you'll never, ever again face a need in your life that doesn't have a supply. Never again. Isn't that good? Wow! What a load that ought to lift off of you. No matter what lies ahead out there in my future, I will never encounter a need that does not already have a supply. Hallelujah! Glory to God! That's worth shouting over! Folks. You know what that means? I'll never be broke another day in my life. Never, never, never. I didn't say I won't face another need. But because every need has a supply. Hallelujah. You know, we're in the family of God. We're children of God. And when we became His child, He assumed responsibility for our welfare. (laughs) <laughs> he assumed fatherly responsibility for me financially. Praise God! I'm telling you, we got it made. Hallelujah! I'm telling you, the anointing's in here. Yeah, I remember in California uh, praying and preparing. It was two years ago in my hotel room. Uh, the Lord said, uh, turn to Luke 4.18. You don't have to turn there, I don't believe. But, uh, and I read that portion where Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He hath anointed me. And the first thing it said that He was anointed to do was to preach the good news to the poor. And the Word of the Lord came to me and said, There is, Son, an anointing to prosper. And He gave me that scripture. There is an anointing to prosper. He said, that anointing, that anointing will break the yoke alack. It will break the yoke of scarcity and debt in people's lives. But he said, son, notice how it works. Notice how it operates. Right? Not all anointings operate the same. The healing anointing is different from the anointing to prosper. He said, notice I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He said, son, you just keep preaching prosperity Just keep preaching it, and as people sit underneath the umbrella of that teaching, it is anointed to break poverty off of their lives if they'll receive it and believe it. Amen, and I'm endeavoring to do my best. Amen. Well, if you're still in Samuel, turn back to the third chapter, 1 Samuel chapter number 3. And um, we're, we've not had uh, any guest speaker yet this year. We're about to move into that time of the calendar where we are going to have periodically guest ministry gifts in to minister to us. And uh, I had it in my heart to say some things tonight uh, and for us to do some things together, time permitting, uh, that we're doing our part to lay the groundwork for God to accomplish you know, uh, what he wants to accomplish. And so for just a moment, I want to talk to you about being skillful with the era. Yeah. You know, my spiritual father, Dr. Dufresne, uh, he was there as I was at Brother Hagen's homegoing service in 2003. And sitting there, he, uh, Dr. Dufresne asked, what's next, Father? And the word of the Lord came to Dr. Dufresne sitting there and said, an era has ended. And a new era has begun. With the passing of Brother Hagin to heaven, that an era had ended. What era was that? It was what we call the Word of Faith movement. Had ended, and a new era had begun. Well, what what kind of name or description are we to give to this era? It's the Word and the Spirit. It's the Word and Spirit. People say, what's God doing today? Well, God is building strong local churches. That's what He's doing. That will flow with the Word... And the Spirit. What does this new era hold for us? For the body of Christ. Well it holds everything that God did in previous eras. He's going to do that in this era. Only more of it. So what he did in the healing wave. He's going to do in this wave. Only more of it. We're not looking for some new thing. Now my mind's open. I'm not going to put God in a box. Right? Uh, I'm looking to, you know, anticipating that maybe the, the era will hold some things for us that I've not seen. Amen. But I know it's full of gifts of the Spirit, outpourings of God, the gifts of the Spirit operating at their full potential, the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God under a real strong anointing, the five-fold ministry offices coming to the fullness of their potential, the body of Christ, the sons and daughters of God rising up, and fulfilling math, uh, Romans chapter 8, uh, coming into their own. All of these things are certainly coming to pass. A great harvest of souls. Uh, that reminds me, I got word back from Reverend Boone. Remember we sowed a seed out of this ministry to a crusade in Pakistan. I just got word back from him this week. Almost just shy, well, 1,476 people came to Jesus in that crusade. And and our church is responsible for filling up three busloads of people that got to that meeting to hear the gospel in Pakistan. Praise God! I know that India and Pakistan think they they got issues, but God loves both of them. Hallelujah! And so we got works going. It's good to see you guys tonight. Uh, praise God! In going on in Pakistan and uh, India. Amen. Hallelujah. Read with me beginning in 1 Samuel 3 verse 1. It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord. Now here he's a child, obviously. He's not grown. And he ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord, notice this, the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The word precious there would be better translated rare. So notice they were in a lull, if you will. They were in a dry season spiritually. Not a lot of manifestation going on during that time. Not a lot of prophecy. One of the reasons for that is because Eli and his sons had corrupted the priesthood. When you got corrupt ministry, you're not going to have a lot of supernatural happenings going on. You understand that, right? But Samuel had been given to God as a baby by Hannah to fulfill a vow that if you give me a child, I will give him back to you. And at the moment she weaned him from breastfeeding, she dropped him off at the temple. And he Samuel is raised. I tell you what it matters how a kids raised. Yeah. And he was raised up in the temple. All he knew was the word. All he knew was the Torah. All he knew was the presence of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And he became a man, a mighty man of God, a, a prophet of God. And, uh, but I want you to see here that there wasn't a lot going on supernaturally in those days. But God wanted some things to begin to happen. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim. That means he was about to fall asleep that he could not see. And here the lamp of God went out into the, uh, in the temple of the Lord uh, where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for you called me. Now I said before that maybe it was that when it said that his eyes began to wax dim, that actually I think means, because it says he could not see, he's getting old, that his eyes were actually not as good as they used to be. I want to be accurate about that statement. Uh, anyway, the Lord called Samuel and he answered, verse 4, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for you did call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, go lie down again. Now Samuel did not, now notice this, he did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I. For you did call me, and Eli perceived that the Lord had called him. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be. If he call thee, that you shall say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant hears. And the Lord said to Samuel, You see, God was endeavoring to change the era that the Israelites were in, to bring them back into a fuller manifestation of the normal order and flow of what God could do in that time. It's not that God didn't want to speak, but he was grieved with the leadership and with the You know, the camp at that time. But see, now God's raising up a new breed. And He's wanting to bring Samuel in as a child. But notice that Samuel was not skillful with spiritual things yet. You're not born skillful in anything. You might have some talents. You might have some giftings, some anointings. But these things, even spiritual things, you have to be trained in them. You have to be trained in them. God, it said, as at other times. So Samuel had had other encounters where he heard something that was God, but he didn't recognize it as God. And here in this instance, he gets up and thinks Eli's calling him three times. And Eli, as flawed as he was, was the high priest and knew some things that Samuel didn't know about how God worked. Obviously, God is wanting to say some things to Samuel. The natural mind might say, if God wants to talk, why doesn't He just talk? Notice, God called, but He was waiting on a response from Samuel. The message, what God had to say to him, did not come until Samuel not only responded, but responded correctly. Samuel began to, he detected something of God's movement, but he responded wrongly initially, thinking it was Eli, not Samuel. Let me summarize some things I'm trying to get over to you. God wants to bring us. God wants to bring this group. God wants to bring the whole body of Christ into a fuller measure in this era of things He has for us. But we've got to be trained in them. Right? For us to cooperate with God in these last days and get into the fullness of the era is going to require... That we learn to respond correctly Amen. to the Spirit of God when He moves. Amen. And He moves in all kinds of ways. In this way he's wanting to speak. but God will move on us in other ways. God notice God will move on us, but then He won't move again until he gets a response. It's like God you know walking with God's like playing checkers. In checkers, you go in turn. And you don't go until the other one takes their turn. And so God will move. He'll, he'll, he'll offer some things. But then it's up to us individually. And it's up to us corporately to not only respond, but to learn how to respond correctly. When Samuel finally got, gave God the right response, not only a response, but the right response, God spoke. And the future was revealed unto him. A supernatural nugget was revealed unto him. Amen. I hope you just don't think that this is just a clever tactic to try to get you to church. But listen, coming to church is not just about receiving things. That's right. Amen. Coming to Reverend Joel's meeting this weekend is not just about you receiving something. It is. It is. It is. But it's also practice time. Notice, even again, as flawed as Eli was, God used him to train the up-and-comer in how to cooperate with the things of the Spirit. So when God puts someone on my heart to bring in to minister to you, it is because I believe that God is going to use them to help us. Hello. To help us, amen, Amen. to become skillful with the era. That we will hear things. We will be taught things. Mm -hmm. But God moves in special services. Mm -hmm. He does. He moves in our regular services, but He moves in special services. When you show yourself willing to do something beyond your normal little routine, you're showing God some hunger that He will honor Right? We don't normally have a service on Saturday night. We don't normally have a service on Sunday night. But by your coming, you're saying, I'm willing to come and receive, but I'm also willing to come and submit to the corporate training for the era. Now, see, Reverend Joel, he traveled with Brother Hagin in Holy Ghost Crusades for many years. Was right there with him and was trained. And he's got some skill He's got a lot of skill developed in cooperating in the things of the Spirit. Amen. I don't mind saying he's probably got some skill I don't yet have have in me. I don't mind selling you that. So I'm coming not only to hear a preacher. I'm not only coming to receive some things I, I, I want. And I haven't because Dr. Jacobs has been dealing with some personal things and Pastor Nancy's on the other I haven't been in a meeting. Normally, i had been in several meetings, but I had not been in a meeting. I'm ready for a meeting for yeah. me to, whoo, to receive. So I'm coming believing God's going to refresh me, yeah. feed me. Yeah. Uh, amen. Yeah. I'm coming for all that. But see, I want to come, and I know the Holy Ghost is going to move in these services, and we're going to have some opportunity to practice responding. Yeah. 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 Come on. Amen. amen. Go to John chapter 4 real quick. John chapter 4. Amen. See, for God to do in our midst the fullness of what He wants to do is going to require that our skillful response. And we don't become skillful without practice. I want you to come Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Of course, I want you to come. I'm going to assume that you are, and you too on live stream. Amen. And come, but come with the mindset, Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm listening for the training, for the cues, on how to move with you. See, can I say this to you? Thank you, Holy Father, for reminding me of this. There's a lot in this era that I'm not going to be able to just preach you into. There's going to be things in this area I can't teach you into it. It's going to take other flows. It's going to take the worship flow. It's going to take the praise flow. It's going to take the rejoicing flow. Well, again, we talked about atmosphere as it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. If you come unwilling to participate in a particular flow, then you're going to hinder. You're going to, you could hinder what God wants to do in that service. Don't do that. Amen. I'm, I'm, I want to become skillful in the rejoicing flow, the laughing flow, Right? The, the, the still, awesome, reverent flow. The dancing flow. The running flow. And see, people want to mock that, but listen, there are deep spiritual things attached to all the different ways the Holy Spirit would move on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For some, it could be so simple as, you yielding to the laughing flow or the rejoicing flow would get some pride out of you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would get you free from what people think. And you'd be yielding to the Holy Ghost in a whole other measure, in a whole other way. Amen. Amen. So these services, services like this, are practice opportunities. Amen. John chapter 4. Here you have this uh, woman, right, that meets Jesus at the will. Excuse me. Verse 10. Uh, these, fr- these words seemed, seemed I don't know, fresh to me today. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God. You see, when people come to church, if they knew. Yeah. If they knew what God would do. If they yielded to Him. If you knew the gift of God. If you knew the power of God. If you knew, hallelujah, what would happen if you praised Him with your whole heart, if you worshipped Him, if you uh, set aside your schedule and came and pressed in. Uh, Come on, if you knew. See, this woman didn't know. Jesus said, oh, if you knew who was standing in front of you, you wouldn't be talking to me about water. If you knew what I could do for you. If you knew who I was, you'd be responding to me different. You'd be asking some different... You would be making some demands on me. I could change if you knew. Hallelujah. Oh, if you knew, praise God, what could happen Saturday in any one of our meetings, you'd be like, I'm not going to let nothing keep me away. I'm going to change my schedule. I am a part of this body. Woo! See, the people that don't come, if they knew, if they knew what coming would mean, and just sitting under the ministry, praise God, bringing their supply. Woo! Glory to God. If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink. Oh, if you knew. Notice it says, you would have. You see, there is a you would have. And you got to do that thing to pull the trigger on God's power. But you won't. People don't, right? Because they don't know. They don't know. This word know means if, uh, it doesn't just mean intellectual, it means if you perceived. If you came into the knowledge of. If you understood, Jesus said who was standing in front of you, you would have done something different already. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This era holds so much for the body of Christ, and I'm not going to miss my part. I am not going to miss my part. I am not going to be one that disqualifies this generation from the move of God, and Jesus has to delay His coming and wait on another generation to come up. No, praise God, I'm going to lay hold on all that God has for me. And sometimes it's as simple as knowing church is important. Yeah. Come on come on. Listen, now I know some of you work. Listen, don't get under condemnation. But some people just don't come. They just don't come. And I can't do anything about that, but they're missing out. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Don't you love that? If you knew. The gift of God. You would have. You would have showed up. You would have prayed a prayer. You would have sowed a seed. You would have tapped in. He said, I could give you water so much so you'd never thirst again. Here you are wanting to talk about water. Right? Right? Praise God. Verse 14, But whosoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. Never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will be in him a well of water, springing up to everlasting life. Then she goes on and asks him about mountains. Mountains. She still doesn't get it. She's changing the subject because the prophet read her mail about her personal life. You know, if you want the fullness of the era, you're going to have to let God deal with your stuff. He's not upset about your stuff, but you're going to have to let Him deal with you about your stuff if you're going to tap into the well and get the water that brings life. Hallelujah. God, deal with me about my stuff. I'm quite alright with it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And so she asked Him about what mountain Jews here we worship over here. Jesus answered her question. said, you guys are missing it. We Jews, we know who we worship. We know what we worship. Salvation's of the Jews. Mm -hmm. But He said even them, that's about to change. New era. New era. New era. So even the ones that have had it right up to now, they're going to have to make a change because He says the day's coming and even now is where the Father, where the Father's going to seek after and require true worshipers. People who worship Him in spirit And in truth. You know what? That's going to require spiritual skill. That's going to require learning something new. Isn't it? What it means to worship God in spirit. Because all they knew was worship in the flesh. Because they didn't have access to the spirit. But access to the spirit was coming and has come for us. Come on. And Reverend Joel, he was in the music team. He helped Brother Hagin in those crusades get to praise. and Come on. I'm just saying, I don't know all yet, but the more I've prayed about it, and the more I'm thinking about it. I told Reverend Joel on the phone yesterday, I, God's going to use you to help this church advance in the era. Amen. No pressure, but I just know it. He said, I believe it. We're going to do the right thing. Yeah. Praise, God. praise God. Amen. 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 Woo, glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God. (laughs) Glory. Well, again, uh, we got a minute or two here. I can't teach you into everything that needs to be done. Some things we can't teach into. Some things we're going to have to pray into. So let's spend a minute or two in prayer. I had in my heart for these meetings Amen. I can teach 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 and inspire 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 but listen we still got to pray Amen. teaching doesn't take the place of prayer. Amen. hallelujah That's right. and listen though we can pray like we're going to and you could pray hopefully you will between now and then Saturday night but if you you could pray we could pray till we're blue in the face but when the meetings start mm-hmm. if you don't come and if you come and you don't respond right. it won't matter that we prayed. Yeah. We have to do it all. Church, we gotta do it all. We've got to be taught. We've got to show up. We've got to come hungry. We gotta come inspecting. We've got to pray. Then we've got to respond. And respond the right way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. I just want to invite you. If you want to stand up, you can. You don't have to. If you want to move around, fine. Praise God. We're going to take uh, 10 minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.